Hello, friends. This is Pastor Frank. I'm so glad you came by. I hope you'll stay for a while. I'd like to share some things with you that hopefully will encourage you greatly, as it encourages me. You know, when you hear this broadcast, I'm quite sure the Easter season might have already gone by. But there are so many good things to share at this time of year. As a matter of fact, I think my favorite holiday is the Easter time season, as we talk about God's love, the resurrection of our Savior, and the seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross. That's something we think about oftentimes on this time of year or this holiday. The seven last sayings of Jesus. I'd like to talk a little bit about that today and and see what you think about it. Now, maybe on a Good Friday, maybe at a church meeting you have, or time with other true believers as Christians, they may like to talk about the seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross. It means so much to me. As a matter of fact, I think the Easter season is probably my favorite holiday. I know how much Christmas is important to all of us, But the Easter season is important to me because I have a tendency at this season of the year to think so much about God's love and what Jesus did on the cross for us. Jesus is the Son of God, as you know. So we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But God the Son came into this world because he wanted to go to a cross. Now, that would surprise someone, I suppose, saying that, but it's true. He came with a purpose. Jesus said he came into this world to lay down his life. For who? For sinners everywhere. And so he has a message of love, grace, and mercy. So I'd like to ask you to pay attention. Let's listen to listen to me about the steps. Step number one, Jesus is on the cross. He's been rejected by society. He's been rejected by the Romans, by the Jewish people. And when you come right down to it, he was rejected by all of us. You see, we're all sinners by nature. And by nature, we have a tendency to reject the God who loves us. And Jesus was rejected at that time, even though he did wonderful miracles and he shared his love for us and for the world, and yet he was rejected over and over again. And even today, in this day and age, we have the Bible, we have our churches, and yet there are many folks who would rather know and give their life, rather not know and give their life to Jesus. Let's look at this saying number one. Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Now, there's a couple of different opinions about what Jesus really meant there. But one thing I know is this. When I was without Jesus and I lived in the world for 30 years before I became a Christian, I really didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't. 
I didn't know that I was against God, against the cross, and against Jesus and all that he did for me. But my sin proved that I was not on God's side. But why did Jesus come? He came to forgive sinners like me. And how much he loves people and how much he wants to forgive people that have done wrong against God and against humanity. He loves us, all of us. And he's very willing to forgive anyone who would come to him. You know, I have a, a personal encounter or personal experiences about that because I worked in a prison system for many years. I was in prison for 13 years, but it wasn't because I committed a crime. I was there to share this good message of God's love, forgiveness, and grace with those who would listen. And literally, I witnessed miracles of how the gospel of Jesus Christ changed lives in a dramatic way. You know, some people get the wrong idea about these things in prison, but let me tell you, it's, it's not a jailhouse religion. It's something that God uses greatly to reach people with his love. I remember times I would be sharing messages in a chapel service in the prison. And there were times that have anywhere from 100 to 200 men come into the chapel, and I would open the Bible, and I would share the message of God's love and forgiveness for those who would listen. And unbelievably, because of the miracle of God, many men would come forward, lift their hands, pray outwardly, and ask Jesus to forgive them for all of their sin. And many men did that. I know some men may just go through motions and not really mean it, but I know personally that many have done so. And some of those men are friends now to me. I hear from them. I still get letters from men in the prisons here in New England because my radio broadcast is all the way into Maine. And uh, people write to me and people call me. And people in prison do that as well. Many with changed lives, and I know many of them men, many of those men I know personally, as I, as I said a moment ago. I know what God can do in people's lives. I've experienced it. And I want you to know that he can do things in your life, whether you accept it and believe it or not. God loves you. He wants you to pray. And when Jesus gave this saying on the cross, Father, forgive them, how much so he was willing to forgive you. Reach out to him. He loves you. He wants to forgive you. I know it's a sad thing when many people today don't think they need God's forgiveness. And some people have the excuse, well, I belong to a religion. I was brought up to be a good Catholic, a good Protestant, or whatever they believed in. And they thought that was enough to find their way to heaven. But friends, let me tell you, that's not good enough. No, it has to be a personal faith in a personal God who loved you in a personal way and gave his life for you on a cross. Now, you've heard the gospel, hopefully. I hope you have. And you know what they say, the gospel in a nutshell is John 3 and verse 16. It says... 
For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I know many people may be familiar with John 3.16. Many times you may go to a ball game and people are holding up signs and that's all it says. It says John 3.16. Someone is trying to remind everyone around him that Jesus loves him or her. And God hasn't changed. Jesus gave his life for you and for me. And for those folks who turn their heart over to him, finding forgiveness and a new beginning in life, a person's life can change even dramatically. Now, I know many folks do not realize those those things. Some people may not tend to be religious at all, and many people may not believe the Bible at all, and but some people may go to church anyway, even though they may not truly believe in Jesus Christ, who loves them personally and gave his life personally on the cross for both you and me. I remember many years ago when I became a Christian, I wasn't especially a Bible believer. I certainly wasn't religious. I thought there were so many religious people could do whatever they wanted to do and believe whatever they wanted to believe. I thought that was good enough. Now, there's a term for people like that. It's called agnostic. I was agnostic, which means I didn't really believe in God, but I believed in God enough to know that there was one, but I wasn't godly either. I would sometimes go to a church service somewhere, but I didn't know Jesus Christ in a personal way. But there came a time in my life, I was about 30 years old, when someone shared with me something in the Bible, a very simple parable that Jesus gave. It was about a good shepherd, and it was about a good shepherd who had 100 sheep, and a good shepherd takes care of the sheep. But on this one occasion, one of the sheep went astray. It got lost, so to speak. So the good shepherd decided to leave 99 sheep in a good place, safe place, and the good shepherd went out into the wilderness to find the one that was lost. So the good shepherd did that. Out in the wilderness, he was looking for lost sheep. And it was the Holy Spirit of God, just like the Bible talks about, who convicted me as I heard this story. How the good shepherd found the lost sheep, picked him up, put him over his shoulders, and carried that lost sheep home where he belonged. As I heard that story, I was so convicted. I was that lost sheep. I heard the story. I was convicted about it. I began to think about God, got into the Bible, and I started to go to a church, and I began to hear messages. I got very hungry for the Bible. I started to read the Bible, and the more I got into the Word of God, the more God changed my heart. What a love story. I often think of the Bible as the greatest love story that's ever been written because it's about God who came into the world as a man. You see, Jesus is God-man, both. That's what the Bible clearly teaches. 
And if you're a Catholic or a Protestant, you probably are aware of that. Jesus is God-man. And when he was here on the earth, he was representing God the Father. He loved people. He did miracles. He spoke the truth. There wasn't anything that he couldn't do right because he was right. And he spoke for God the Father. Now, you might say, I don't understand all of that. I don't understand. How can God be a man at the same time? And what about the Holy Spirit? And that's what we call the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. You know, no one can really explain it. It can't really be fully understood. But there's no question about it. You do learn it. As you read the Bible, you find it out. There is God the Father, and the Bible teaches that Jesus is God the Son, and then the Holy Spirit as well. God the Holy Spirit teaches us things about Jesus and about God. So it's so important to understand the Trinity in a way where it will bless you and encourage you, even though you can't fully understand how God could be in three persons. But it's what the Bible teaches, and I won't argue with God about that one because I've experienced it as well. Take God in a personal way, won't you? You know why? Because Jesus died for you personally on the cross. He knows you by name. He knows when you were born. He knows about your life now. He knows about what you do and what you don't do. We cannot escape the seeing eye of God who loves us and knows all about us. And when it comes to prayer, I don't know if you pray or, you pray or not. Some people who don't even know about God have an instinct to pray because God made us that way. We, we have a, a, an inner sense of feeling that I should pray to God. Sometimes it might be only when we get in trouble. But the point is, you can pray, and God will hear your prayer. Why would he hear your prayer? Because he knows when you want to know him. When you want to know Jesus, he's right there for you. He'll listen to you. You could talk to God about anything. Anything at all. You don't have to be a holier than thou. All you have to do is come to God and be honest. And God changed my life dramatically. You don't know the way I lived. I didn't become a Christian until I was 30 years old. Although I was somewhat religious, I wasn't really religious. But when I accepted Christ as my Savior, I learned in a hurry that all I had to do was talk to Jesus as my very best friend, because he is. And it's Jesus himself who says to those who believe him, like me, that he is my friend. I can call upon him at any time. And you know, when you pray, you can talk to God about anything that's on your mind. You see, prayer is talking to God. It's not just reciting words out of a hymnal or some religious book of some kind. No, religion is more than that. Being religious is talking to God. Prayer is talking to God. You know, the Bible talks about praying to God as being a secret place. Maybe you remember somewhere in the Bible where the Bible says when you want to pray, go into your closet. Pray to me in secret and I will answer you. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what Jesus tells us. 
You can do that. You can come to him any time, any place. But when you come to him, and if this is all new to you, and you decide you'd like to have a conversation with God, be humble about it. You go before God, and you say, God, I've sinned against you. I know I've sinned against others. I know I'm a sinner. Now, that's being honest, because we all are sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But think of that. I'm not better than you are. Some people call me pastor, minister, and all those kinds of things. But I'm a sinner like you. But I'm a forgiven sinner. And Jesus said, and the Bible says, now I'm a child of God because I put my faith in a Savior who died for me on a cross, who said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, yes, friends, without knowing Jesus, I had a very sinful life. But wow, was he good to me. He forgave me, gave me a new life, and he's given me a hunger to know him better. He's with us. And, you know, I'd like to just stop for a moment. I mean, I'd like to change the subject just for a minute. Because it's no secret that we're living in a world right now that's in big trouble. And we've gone through a lot right here in our own, in our own neighborhood. People we know who have had this virus problem, and some have been very sick, and some have passed away. It's a terrible time. It's been a terrible time. And all things, all things right now might seem to be getting better. Maybe it is. But the point is, people are afraid. People are just filled with anxiety, not knowing what comes next. Some people think, we're coming to the end of the world. Some people express to me that Jesus is coming back soon. You know, there are many things about what people think that may be true to one extent or another. But let me say this to you. You don't have to be afraid if you know Jesus as your Savior. Here's something here. I have a Bible verse I was looking earlier this morning. It's something Jesus said in the Gospel of John. He said to us as believers, he said that in the world you shall have many tribulations. But he said, have no fear, because I have overcome the world. So Jesus has overcome the world for you and for me who truly believe in him. That's why it's so important for me to share the gospel. It's sad sometimes that even some of the churches don't share a gospel. They may share nice things. They may pray religious prayers. They may be empty prayers many times. Many times they're very good prayers. But many times, many people really don't understand what it's all about. You see, Jesus came into the world not to give us a religion, but to give us a personal relationship with him. I'm not against religion at all. I'm just saying religion is people's way of trying to reach up to God by their own personal goodness or personal righteousness. But that doesn't bring you to God, no. You can try to be the nicest person in the whole world, but you probably know the term original sin. Well, it's true. We've all been born with a sinful nature, and the only one that can forgive us 
and secure us and make us right with him is when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. When I came to know the message about the Good Shepherd and how I was a lost sheep that the Good Shepherd had to come and get and save, my life changed so much. And it was simply because I knew what a sinner I was, and I knew that I needed God's forgiveness, and I knew that man's religion couldn't do anything for me, but I knew that Jesus could. And Jesus said these things in the Bible, and you could read about these things yourself. I'm not saying anything to you that's not in the Bible. It is in the Bible. I could show it to you if you were right here with me. Jesus loves you enough. Jesus said, listen to this passage in the Bible. It's such a good one, I think. Jesus said, I have not come into the world to save the righteous, but I have come to give my life for sinners. What do you think about that? Did Jesus come to save good people on the cross? No, because all good people are sinners. And on a human point of view, we think of ourselves that way. We think we're good people or bad people. We think someone's a good guy or a good girl. And there are good people, and there are good girls, depending on our human viewpoint. But from God's point of view, point, as much as he loves us and cares about us, he knows that we need his forgiveness because we've all sinned. Now, that's not my idea either. I wanted you to say, I wanted you to know, I mean, that what I am saying to you is what the Word of God tells us. If you look at the book of Romans, one of the favorite epistles in the New Testament, in chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know what that tells me? It tells me this. I could never be good enough to make it to heaven on my own. You know, later on, hopefully in a future broadcast, we'll be coming up any day in the future, I'll be talking about the, remember the thief on the cross when Jesus spoke those seven sayings? Well, the thief on the cross said this, Lord, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And you know, that thief's heart was really right. Somehow he came to know that Jesus was on the cross for him to pay for his sins. So all he did was, Lord, will you remember me when you go into your kingdom? You know what Jesus said. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. I think of it often because many times speaking to men in prison, and many men give up on their lives. And they feel they've been such sinners, they don't have a chance with God. But that's not true. Jesus came to save sinners. So you have to be a good, you want to get to heaven, you have to be a saved sinner. Just like the dying thief. He didn't have time to get baptized. As a matter of fact, he was nailed to a cross. He couldn't join a religion, so he couldn't get saved and get right with God that way. He couldn't live by the good commandments. He didn't have time to do any of those things. It just couldn't make... He, he said... He could have said, I haven't been baptized. Well, baptized won't do it either. But your faith and prayer and accepting Jesus Christ as Savior 
is where you find a brand new relationship with God and God's forgiveness. It's amazing. You talk about God's love. I know some of, some of us question God's love because of all the problems we have on the earth. There's a Bible verse where Jesus said this. Jesus said this to everyone. He said, in the world you shall have tribulations, but have no fear, Jesus said, because I have overcome the world. How has he overcome the world? He's provided a place in heaven. He's provided forgiveness for all those who reach out to him. And listen to this. It is all a free gift from God. Anyone may come to God acknowledging they need forgiveness for this sinful life. Do you know, have you ever thought about this? You check the many religions that are in the world. Every religion would like us to know that you have to do something to get to heaven. It's only true Christianity that proves that no one can do anything to get to heaven, but only believe. It's faith in what Jesus did for you and for me at the cross. What a message of God's love. It's a message of the love of God. He couldn't have done any more for us. You say, I don't know if God loves me. Everything goes wrong. Nothing's been going right. I guess God doesn't love me. Well, I've only got a minute left to share with you this fact, that God does love you, and he proved it. How did he prove it? Think of this for a minute. God was willing to become a man, and he did. He came into the world. Every true religion, Catholic religion, a true Protestant religion that believes in Christ and the Bible, will prove it as you read the Word of God. God loved you so much he became a man, and what was his purpose in coming? To be nailed to a cross. That's what Good Friday is all about. Why was he nailed to a cross? To pay for my sins and your sins. He was judged for our sins in your place and in my place. And he offers the gift of forgiveness and salvation if you reach out to him. Pray right now, won't you? And, and accept Christ as your Savior. Be in touch with me. I hope you write to me. You can write to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass, 01888. Look for me next time. I thank Chris, who's with me, has really helped produce this broadcast. See you. I'll hear from you soon, I hope. God bless.